Hey, what is going on, you? Welcome back to the Nosy AF Podcast. This is your friend, Stephanie Graham, and this is episode number seven. And today, we are talking to Candy Christensen of Meandering Design. Now, Candy is a creator. She's a maker. She's a dreamer. She's a photographer. She's a traveler. But everybody knows her for being an interior designer. Candy believes that good design can change the world, and that is a fact, okay? That is scripture. That is a fact, a fact, a fact. A good design, it can, it, 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 it does. It can and it does change the world. So, Candy and I were talking, and she's like, you know what I think Rashid needs to hear about? And I'm like, what? What does Rashid need to hear about? And if you're like, who's Rashid? If you listen to episode number five, which I'll put in the show notes, I uh, explained to you guys about when I was creating this podcast, like the avatar of whom I pictured you as a listener are like what you're about and I named that personality Rashid (laughs) so Candy's like Rashid needs to hear about art he needs to hear about art collecting and um so Candy is here to tell us why she loves art and why she started collecting and you know how you could start collecting art I personally also collect art I love it I collect it because I love art it makes my house look fly it's good investments it's a good stuff. It's it's a good thing to get into. And anywho, let me just stop talking and get into this conversation with Candy Christensen of Meandering Design. Whoop. Oh, and also we have a really fun basic necessity giveaway in this episode too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, here we go. What did you do today? What have you been up to today? Um, today I went down to Bridgeport. I have a very dear friend who lives there and it's a really wonderful neighborhood. Uh And we went to the plant, which has, um, like there's a farmer's market happening there, but they're also like Bika Bee is there. She actually has hives all throughout the city. Oh, wow. And on her bike, she moves hives around and we've actually gone and volunteered there and helped her, um, harvest the honey from the combs oh neat so it's a whole building there's a great brewery there um there's a whole building basically dedicated to i would say urban farming hmm um and it's a great place i highly recommend it wait don't they farm tilapia in there do you know if they have tilapia farms in there i don't know if they have they have like a spirulina farm i know there's chickens out back so there's a lot going on okay because i heard somebody was like oh yeah they have tilapia up the street i'm like what yeah (laughs) It's like, I wonder if I would eat tilapia if I knew that it was, it's like, fresh. being farmed in the tanks locally versus overseas. They did have, at the farmer's market today, that they did have a fishmonger. So you might want to check it out. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Cool. And then you had an almond latte. I did. Because right now I am currently not eating any dairy products mm-hmm. or sugar and yeah. a couple other things I've had to cut out of my diet. Because I had food sensitivities. It's been challenging, but good because I'm starting to feel better. You are. Um, yeah, I'd spent years, uh, people thought I was depressed, but it, it wasn't depression. But I was in a fog. So I wow. just didn't have as much energy. I just kept saying, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like myself. And finally, I went and saw a functional medicine doctor. And they did food tests. They checked vitamins that you don't normally get checked. So I've been on a regimen of eating healthy, good for you food, um, and also a lot of vitamins. It's vitamins. been surprisingly amazing. 
I got vitamins crazy. I yeah. look like a vitamin store. Yeah. I feel like I always that. come home with everything, with something yes. new. Yes. So if you are in a fog and it's not depression, check your foods. That's interesting because I remember in that whole 30, they talk about brain fog. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of the same thing? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Wow. I bet you a lot of people are living like that. Yes. Well, especially in the Midwest, vitamin D mimics depression. The, sorry, deficiency. Oh mimics depression it's that same type of thing and we don't get enough vitamin d so needless to say if you're going to the doctor check your vitamin d levels chances are they're well. hmm. not about, that i'm a doctor but i'm just saying from my right listen experience. let's just say that this is just us talking this is yes. not a medical do not take this for fact not call us trying to sue none of that but vitamins are good for you yeah i know they have like those depression lights mm-hmm. i use those, those too that's not getting that vitamin D, though. It's not getting you vitamin D, but it's mimicking that feeling of getting sunshine and brightness in your life. And yeah. And that does help. It actually, sometimes if I use it for too long, I feel a little, like, jazzed up. Wow. I, I'm also highly sensitive to things like caffeine, so I'm weird. No, you're not weird. <laughs> I think a lot of us, listen, we need to get some vitamin D in those depression lights yes, in so the house. Yes, so get outside, go for a walk, get your vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mentor was like, you need to go out. You need to make sure you're taking some time for yourself, even mm-hmm. if it's just walking. And I went walking this morning. It was early as hell, but I yeah. was walking. Yeah. I got up and did some yoga. So yeah. it was, it's good. Just that little bit of activity. And I think they're finding now, it used to be like you had to do an hour a day. And they're really now finding, even if you just get up for two minutes and go for a walk at work and do that a few times throughout the day, that's good for you. Huh. So don't feel like if you can't get in 20 minutes to an hour of activity, yeah. just do your two minutes. Even yeah. a little bit helps. It's Yeah, a little bit helps. And that's good. That's a good mentality to have because I'll have like, oh, no, I did this five-minute workout and I didn't even right. really work out. And that's not fair. That's it's, beating yourself up. It's still good for you. It counts. Cool. So thanks for coming by with the nutrition. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sharing my life experience. Yes. No, that's good. And that's helpful. Vitamins, a lot of people sleep on vitamins. You need you need them. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a very privileged thing. I'm very privileged to have vit- a, a doctor that gives me vitamins instead of medicine. Yes. And I will also have to admit, like, the cost is challenging. Yeah. But it's definitely, definitely worth it. So yeah. It's a little rough sometimes to, to, like, have to, you know, shell out some money for vitamins. We should hustle vitamins. Seriously. Something. So you can, you got your weed man, you got your, your vitamin lady. I'm going to need to start selling vitamins so I can buy my vitamins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we are here to talk about our collecting. And Candy is an expert at this because Candy is an interior designer. So she makes spaces beautiful. And even though I'm not a client of Candy, I text her all the time asking stuff. I probably, any day now, I'm sure she's going to be like, um, here's my invoice, and you let me know when you're ready to start. But, Candy, talk to us about your interior design practice. Yes. Um, I started doing interior design about four years ago, and I've come to it late in life. Um, I've been primarily a, a operations business manager and doing finance, and so... It's very like left brain, right brain, which helps running a business. So I'm really yeah. glad I've had that experience. But you know, what do I want to do when I grow up kind of hit me almost when I turned 40. Hmm, okay. And I started working um, with clients and I've over the years I've realized that my goal with interior design is to be sustainable and to transform people's lives. Yeah. So as much as possible, I buy things that are, you know, 
either handmade or made locally or that have sustainable business practices and hopefully don't harm the people that are making them as well. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, I don't always avoid big box stores because if you do a little bit of research, you can find things that are made well, maybe even less expensively at some of the big box furniture stores. So don't discount them because sometimes price-wise, I know, is can be a pain point for people. Yeah. So I try to work within people's budgets and I always try to make sure that we have one thing in their home that is made by an artisan and is handcrafted. Hmm. And then the transformative part is I believe that interior design and design as a whole can change the world. I think that there are ways that we can incorporate design into our lives to support our lives. So my feeling is when I come into someone's home is I don't want to say like just, as you said, make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. I want to say how can we make your home function in a way that it supports what you want to be doing with your life. Yeah. So that's kind of my big goal. Hmm. When you say sustainable, what do you mean? Environmentally sustainable. So, so like practices where we're using, you know, bamboo as opposed to a hardwood that takes, you know, 80 years to regrow a tree. Um, Damn. It takes 80 years to regrow a tree. In some cases it does, yes. So bamboo is something that is quick growing. So when you harvest it, it grows again relatively quickly. Oh. Um, I'm also looking for things that are made like there's some really great women's cooperatives in India, Africa, South America and their groups where women are the ones that are making like doing the weaving for rugs or you know things like that. Sure. And so the money is coming back to their pockets and their families as opposed to just going to a big factory. Yeah. So yeah. I try as much as possible to support people who are making things. Yeah. Um, partly because I've, I, I have so many friends who are artisans and makers. Yeah. And so I do want to help people have a lifestyle that helps them live as opposed to just getting, you know, paid pennies. Yeah. So it's, also, a, it's, sorry, it's an environmental and a human rights issue for me. Yeah. It sounds like I need to start cutting off people that have hard wood in their homes. Well, you don't have to cut them off. The good news is, is that... Yes, I do. No. A, lot, <laughs> a lot of the hardwoods in our homes, especially if you live in, you know, an older building, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. But there are so many places and opportunities where you can go to get um, upcycled materials. So, mm -hmm. like... I'm building some shelves. I have a small hallway. I'm going to build some bookshelves there. And I'm going to a place in Chicago called the Rebuilding Exchange. Oh, yes. Where they go into buildings that are being knocked down and they harvest all the materials. So I'm going to go and buy hardwood, but it's from a place that would have gone into the landfill. Okay, got it. And instead, it's being resold as a, a material to do something new with. And there are a lot of makers in Chicago using that type of wood. So you can get furniture pretty easily hmm. made out of upcycled materials. And you're being sustainable in, in a way you're giving them like money to the direct maker. Yes. So right? it's sustainable yeah. as far as the environment, but it's also, as you said, supporting an artisan. Hmm. I like that idea. I wonder how many of these buildings around Chicago are using sustainable materials to build their these high rises and stuff. So it's becoming more prevalent because of consumer demand. Oh. So there are people like me who are saying, I'm going to choose to spend my money in a place where there's a green roof 
There yeah. are, you know, the, the heating and air conditioning system is environmentally sound. It's not wasting energy. Yeah. Um, that there are bamboo floors as opposed to, you know, hardwood floors. Um, and I think that that's another thing to note, especially for women. Like women, I think, make it's like 70 to 80 percent of the buying decisions in a home. Right. Oh, and heck so, yeah. Right. And so we have to recognize that we have the power and influence if a brand is not doing what we want them to do or it's causing, you know, harm, then we can take our money elsewhere. Right. So look into even makeup and all these other things. Like look into the practices and educate yourself. There's right. great websites and apps out there that make this quick and easy. I'm sorry, I can't think one off my head, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. And it also sounds like... Um if I'm dating somebody and they have hardwood floors and they're trying to get with me and they are not going to let me make the 70 to 80% of the decisions in the household, I need to go. If they are not for me. If that's your hard life. <laughs> like can we say if their building's 100 years old, like it's okay, they have hardwood floors. It's all good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so little segue there yeah no that's all really good because it's like i didn't know that yeah because you know you just think sometimes people are just trying to be stuff could be just be trendy Mm -hmm. you know and it's like but this sounds like a good thing to be trendy because it's good for the world yes and the world needs us to pay attention to it and it's also good for you because health wise if you're bringing you know a rug made out of synthetic fibers or even a couch made out of synthetic materials it's actually off-gassing. It's releasing chemicals into the air. Hmm. So instead, if you buy a rug that is you know, hand-woven and it's made of 100% wool, wool is a natural material. It's good for you. It's good for your home. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a health consideration as well. Wow. This stuff goes deep. It does. <laughs> you can go Dang, way too deep. That's a whole, whole other <laughs> episode. And probably, a, I know there has to be a podcast out there about this that we need to start listening to to get our to get ourselves <laughs> together. <laughs> probably mine. I should talk about that more. Yeah. Wait, you talk about this stuff on your podcast? Yeah. yeah. You do? Meandering design. Yes. Okay. So I talk about design and I also talk about um, sustainability. Okay, y'all. So we need to listen to meandering design. Please do. Yeah. I'm glad we pubbed that because I knew you had a podcast <laughs> and I've listened to, I just listened to you there, the recent episode with you and your friend. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. So let's get in, let's get away from all this bamboo mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not crap. Yeah. <laughs> art collecting. Yes. Do you have to be, all right. So would you consider yourself an artist? I would consider myself a designer okay so i use other artists work Mm -hmm. in order to create a space yeah um i would definitely consider myself um a collector and appreciator of the arts yes okay yeah okay because i'm an artist but i'm also a collector and you should do both yeah (laughs) i have a lot but let me ask you do you have to be a millionaire to collect art no um, Are you sure? Because that's what it feels like. It does feel that way. <laughs> my And I kind of have to go back a little bit. My first piece of art that I bought was probably in college. Mm-hmm. And it was a poster. Okay. And it was, um, I love the poem, The Lady of Shalott. And it was a poster of The Lady of Shalott. Mm. And, you know, so when you're in college and you're younger, you're buying like posters or maybe whatever Ikea has. And so you're still putting art up on the walls or even um, your favorite you know, musicians, you're putting that up on the wall. Yeah. 
and then you kind of start getting older and that that tends to go by the wayside like you're not quite as into like decorating your walls Mm -hmm. but I think that you should still keep that love you just need to shift it into a different arena and so my first piece of art was probably in my mid-20s and it was a limited edition print okay I think it only cost like I don't know it was like 20 bucks Hmm. um and I still have that that's still hanging on my wall today really so 20 years later first piece of art is still hanging on my walls oh that's so sweet my second piece of art was a really amazing um, screen printed poster same thing it was kind of a relatively limited edition probably like 100 prints um and it same too it was like 20 30 bucks and I had that for years kind of tacked up on the wall and then finally about uh, 10 years ago I was like okay that's it I need to frame this thing. Yeah. And the framing it cost way more than the piece of art, but it was something that I realized I was going to keep. Yeah. And that's kind of how I take the view of framing art because it can be an investment. But if it's a piece that I've had and I loved and I know I'm keeping, then I I make that investment. And sometimes I wait or save up money to do that. And it protects it. Yes. Well, I got the hookup on a a good framer with a good price. I mean, (laughs) you don't have to uh, save up. You just go to Jamie and he'll hook you up. (laughs) My other trick for framing is to buy a frame um, from Target or Ikea, Mm -hmm. but to get it matted correctly. So oh, take okay. it to a framing store. And sometimes mats can cost up to 50 bucks too. But to take it to a framing store and get it matted so that the, the color and the shape of it works with the artwork. That's what elevates it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So wait, what's Lady Shalat? It's a really old poem. Okay. I can't even remember who the author is. Nice. But it's still like just stuck in my head. It's like empowering. Beautiful. A little bit. It's a little tragic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. From back in the day when I was a little bit tragic, a little drama. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, hey, we have to travel our history, our lives with us, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you don't have to be... So, like, where do you start? Because I heard you say, like, you know, we have to... Eventually, we get older, mm-hmm. and we might move from pulling out the Tiger Beat posters yes. of Janet Jackson. I don't think they have that anymore, but yes, exactly. I know, but you know, as we get older, <laughs> we have to move from that. Maybe we'll frame that. Or the fake Van Gogh Starry Night poster. Oh, yes. Lord. Yes. Um, so once you move past that, I think that the first avenue I would go towards is to, if you have friends that are artists, work with them. Yeah. Like support artists. And Amen. you also have to recognize that, you know, art sometimes can be an investment if there's a piece you really love. But I've also had artists who work with me and do layaway. Okay. You know, so that's one option is to ask an artist, you know, if a piece is out of your, you know, monthly income, can you maybe pay it off in three months? Yeah. Is one option. Um, the other are prints. There are a lot of artists that who make prints of their work and that makes it more accessible. I also recommend um, limited edition prints because you do, there's a cap on it. Yeah. And so it is a little bit more special. It's not completely a one-off, mm-hmm. but you are getting something that's going to be um, a little bit, a little bit more special. Yeah. And go to art galleries. I know it seems intimidating um, to go to an art gallery, but there's often artists have different ranges of pieces. Yeah. So they may have a piece that's, um, you know, $50, and they might have a piece that's $3,000. 
that $50 piece is going to be a bit smaller, but at least you have that, you know, original piece of art. Yeah, and if it's a good artist, you got a good investment. You have a good investment. Yeah. Um, the other thing I say when buying art is you have to love it. Mm. You know, there's there's certain times I think people think designers, and some designers do do this, where they're just looking for a certain color or flower or shape or something to put on the wall that matches the decor. Oh. But in general, if you're buying what you love yeah. and what you're drawn to, it's going to match. Yeah. Because it's it's what you want in your home, in, in your space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't look at just like what you think the, like the resale value is or, you know, something like that. Really buy pieces that you love and you, you want to um, have in your home and in your life. Because I've had art with me now for over 20 some odd years. And they're still hanging on my walls. I love them. Sure. Um, there's some pieces that were prints that I kind of, you know, phased out because your taste sometimes changes. And sure. that's totally fine. Um, but another really good place is we have, the world is open to us as far as buying art these days. You have something um, like Etsy or Society6, which is also a really great resource for art, right. or Minted. So the challenge with those sites are trying to find what you like because there is so much art. <laughs> yeah, and it seems to be at an abundance. Like it's not, I don't even know if those, any of those places that they have limited runs or whatever. Some, some do. Minted does a really wonderful job at curating pieces. So they okay. actually will have, um, I think it's like monthly, almost um, a reader's input um, so the best pieces rise to the top. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like pieces get voted. Voted, sure. And then that will have a limited edition run. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to find things then because there is sort of a curated sample. Right. Uh, another really great resource <clears throat> is Saatchi. It's S-A-A-T-C-H-I. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those are original pieces that have a whole varying range of prices. I bought a piece there recently from... Um, Someone I had met years ago mm-hmm. at a conference who then started doing art and that made that her her gig. Yeah. And I'd been following her on Instagram and I saw one of her pieces. I just fell in love with it. And it was on Saatchi and it was, I think, $150 for an original piece. Wow. So there are ways to find it. And the thing with Saatchi, too, is they're good at curating. Yeah. They're good at having kind of a, here's, you know, our artist spread for the month. Here's if you're looking for this, come here. Um, So places that curate art make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But for Etsy and even Society6 a bit, it's what are you looking for? It's easier to hone in on I'm looking for something that's um, urban, urban art. I'm looking for a picture of Chicago. Yeah. Um, so if you hone in those searches, then you're going to find something. Another really great place to find art is Instagram. Oh, yes. And that's the same thing. you got to kind of search those heart, you know, hashtags, like artists on Instagram. What are hashtags that you use? I use, like, black girl photographer, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago artist. Yes. Um, you know, maybe if it's, like, a theme, it could be, like, relationships, you know. I don't, yeah, and I guess it would be, like, depending on if I was looking for something, I usually look for clothes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just 
the world's marketplace right now, Instagram, isn't it? It kind of is. And if you do a specific search, yeah, um, you're going to find, yeah, find what you're looking for. And it's fun to follow an artist that you're interested in because you get to know them. Yeah, that's the other thing for me when I buy art is that there is such a personal connection that I really do like to. Especially if I'm going to an art gallery or an artist open artist studio. Sure. I really do like to talk to the artist. And I know sometimes I'm a bit of an introvert and sometimes like I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> but I really think that, you know, artists really do want to talk to you. It's not just they want to sell you something. Of course, they do want to sell you. Sure. But they also want that connection. Yeah. So if you're going to a gallery or an artist studio, definitely like talk to the artist and see what they're you know, about. See if you have a connection with them. See if their art is something that you want to, you know, have have hanging in your home. Yeah. Hey, so really quick, I just want to interrupt our conversation with Candy because I wanted to let you guys know I'm a photographer and you guys know that, right? But I mean, if you guys need a portrait for yourself or your boo, for work, whatever, you just want to have some fly photos for your Instagram, hit me up. I love to take pictures and I'm available for hire. So think about that and let's get back to this conversation with Miss Candy, Candy Andy. What a great name, right? Candy, Candy Christensen. <laughs> Here we go. Oh yeah. So just check me out, MissGram.com. See ya. What's the difference between buying like a print at Bed Bath and Beyond mm -hmm. versus getting something original. Am I still an art collector if I'm just buying like that man with the, playing a guitar that's in the risers at Bed Bath and Beyond that I have to ask somebody to help me take down? So I'm gonna come across a little snotty with this one. Okay. <laughs> Don't buy your art from Bed Bath and Beyond. Dang. Or cost plus market. Or, you know, those those kind of big stores where it's it's just What about Z Gallery? Production. No, please don't. Uh oh. The reason I say it is because <laughs> your money is going to support a corporation. Your money's not going to actually support an artist. And nine times out of ten, those pieces of art, they're not licensed. It's not like the artist is, you know, getting money for that transaction. They might have gotten money for the deal, though. They might have gotten money for the deal. Yeah. But if you think about going to Etsy and you're actually supporting an artist who has, you know, years of experience and, you know, has poured their heart and soul into this piece of art, mm -hmm. then it, it's a difference. It's a difference in how you want to live your life and what you want to support with your money, I think, is how I... I look yeah, at it. and it seems like since you're so relationship based, it's like you might not be able to meet that artist. That and also there are so many options today. Yeah, I could see you know when I was in college in the '90s, I was living in DeKalb, Illinois. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have a Target. Like Dang. we had a Farm and Fleet. That was it. So oh, the options for finding art. And this is before Etsy. This is before any of this. We're very limited. And yeah. maybe you do live in a small town and there aren't that many options. But the internet has made all of these things available to us in a way that it wasn't before. Right. So on one hand, I feel that there is kind of this homogenizing influence of the internet where things all start looking the same. Uh -huh. But on the flip side, you have this opportunity to really kind of dive in deep and search for and find things that you're going to be connected to. Yeah. 
Man, Farm and Fleet, I use them a lot sometimes on Chicago PD. They usually have, like, the one-off thing that I need. <laughs> well, in that case, that's what They're you amazing. Need. Yeah, no, when they're great. They're a great place. art is to feed your soul. Yeah. You know, and if you're just looking for a piece of art because you have a wall that needs to be filled, and you're just looking to, like, keep up the with the Joneses, you know, just to, like, that's what you're expecting. To look the part. To look the part. Yeah. Then... That's not art. That's just a decoration on the wall. You don't have a connection to it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, you know, if you're buying, you know, big box stuff, it just, you know, basically sounds like you're just like, just let's just dig a little bit deeper. Yes. Let's just, you know, go on the hunt and find something that's going to be great. Yes. And I could see that in you as a designer. You know, like you like to search for really great pieces that's mm-hmm. going to fit into your clients' homes. Definitely. Yeah. And there are opportunities. I know sometimes it can be challenging to find a larger piece of work mm-hmm. um, to fill a wall, mm-hmm. but there still are great, um, you know, pieces of photography that are blown up big. Um, I love a gallery wall. I love when people have a lot of different pieces, a mix of things. And we put them together on a wall or above a fireplace, and they just create this beautiful, cohesive moment where someone walks up to it, and they want to engage with that art. And it tells you, it tells your story. Yeah. I mean, there, there are pieces of art that I can tell you I bought at a certain time in life, or who that person was, or even who I was at that time. Um, I have, whenever I travel, I try to get something. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was in Cape Town a few years ago, I found this amazing, like, hand-hammered, um, it was made out of scrap metal, um, cow with the horns, and, like, it just, oh, it was beautiful, it's amazing. Um, art isn't limited to just prints or photos, it can be something sculptural. Yeah. Um, I was traveling with friends, and I found this really cool O from a old sign that had kind of, like, where you could put the light bulbs in. Oh, uh-huh. And it's... It's something structural and architectural you can put on the wall. And it reminds me of that trip with my friends. And so a lot of the things in my home, especially in my bedroom, are are pieces that remind me of places I've been and the people I was there with. Yeah. So It's like jewelry. <clears throat> it's no. totally like jewelry. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a gift. Yeah. Yes. I like that so much because I feel like it brings a different perspective to our collecting also because, again, it feels as if, you know, you're not a collector unless you're buying this type of Mm -hmm. person's art or you're spending this much, you know, but it's so, it's so subjective. Like, you can be a collector that gets, like, really small pieces. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of the name of that couple. Do you know that couple? Like, oh, man. They were, it was like one of them was a school teacher. The other one worked at the post office. It was like this young couple. Well, they, and I think, I don't know if they passed away. And I want to say the Meisels, but I don't think, it's not right. I have to look were up their name. Were they artists? They weren't artists. They were, one was the, like the man was a post oh, office. Right. Yes, in New York. Yes, in New York. And yes. their wife was a teacher and they collected everybody's stuff. They, and they just, just had art on the everywhere. And they would buy things when artists were younger. Yeah. And now, I mean, their collection was insane. Yeah. The and they, breath of it. And they started having, like, big, pe- like, famous artists. They yes. had their work in there, and yes. it was all over the place. And now and they did not their collection's... Much money. Yeah, they didn't make much money at all, yes. you guys. And then... 
the collection it got spread throughout the country mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So they started to do it. And that was another thing that she said that I didn't know of until one time I was out. And I'm an artist and I didn't even know this, but you could buy art on Layaway, even at the mm-hmm. gallery. Yeah. You could, did you guys know you can make payment plans at a gallery? You like, just I just thought to... that was for the, for Marshalls. <laughs> you just have to <laughs> respectfully ask. Yeah. And not every artist is going to do it, but in a lot of times, it's worth it to them to know that the piece is going to a good home. Yeah. And that, you know, they're going to get that income. But there are times I am challenged. I can't, I can't do it right now, but I fell in love with something and I want to make sure it's not gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you never know unless you ask. The one thing I would advise, though, is please do not ask for a discount. Yeah. I think there is a misconception you know a piece is worth a certain amount of money because you're not just buying that piece of art you're buying the years upon years of experience that that artist has Mm -hmm. to get to that point yeah and the time and the effort and the materials and i've also realized being you know um a small business owner that as much as you know my hourly rate is a certain amount Uh i don't I can't work, you know, 40 hours a week with clients on, like, you know, on, 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 because I also have to do all the administrative tasks. Sure. So my time might be half split working with directly with clients, but I need that hourly rate to cover the other half. Yeah. Which is doing the marketing, paying the bills, all those administrative tasks that I can't directly bill to a client. So also recognize that when you're paying for a piece of art, you are supporting someone and giving them a living wage. Yeah, that's good. I like that you keep the economy going. Yes, because yeah. guess what? Studies have shown that when you contribute to somebody who's local, when you buy from a local shop or when you buy from a local artist, they contribute to the community. When yeah. you go to Bed Bath & Beyond, they're not contributing. In fact, they probably have a tax break where they don't have to pay as much in taxes as the local person. Yeah. So studies have shown that for whatever dollar you put into a local place, they put that much money back into the community. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So do you shop local for a lot of your things? I do, as much as I can. And I'll admit, in some cases, you know, it's it's not possible for everything because... It depends on somebody's budget. Yeah. So, like, for recently, I worked with a client who was, she was amazing. She was great fun. And she loved, like, mid-century modern and bohemian style. Oh, wow. I love that. It's a great mix. And she wasn't afraid of color, which made it a lot of fun. Wow. I want to go to her house. I know. I want to see what she did, what she did with her. (laughs) And so, for her couch, we went to West Elm. Okay. Because we need an apartment-sized sofa. Like, it was kind of the best option. But for her side chair, we actually went with a company called Joybird. Oh, But yeah. we purchased it through District Chicago because oh. they're a distributor. So part of that money went into a local shop, even though Joybird is a larger, you know, company. Yeah. But for the rest, like, all of the accessories... Um, we purchased at a shop called Alapash, which is also amazing and bohemian and mm. wonderful. Um, and we purchased some art from Minted and also some art from Society6. Okay. And some of the pieces I recommended were because they were artists I knew or artists that I loved their work um, and created 
put art on her walls when that wasn't even a consideration or idea that she had. And working with her on picking out art was so much fun. Wow. Did you do her whole apartment? Mainly just the living room. And I'm going to go back and finish up um, and do her bedroom. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just feels like I just see, like, bricks and woods and bright colors. And, oh, my (laughs) gosh. That is awesome. But helping her pick art, I think we did art in the hallway and then art in her living room. And I'm going to say that with purchasing frames, and I did get a couple of mats made at my local frame shop, um, and the art that we purchased, we probably put in about $300 for five pieces. Mm. Wow, that's affordable. I know. Because they were prints, and so the print isn't that expensive. It was also, you know, getting the other items as well. Huh. So I was trying to look for something that was um, cost-effective, but every piece we picked had a little connection to her. Yeah. Um, Like, there was one really great collage of Paris, and she'd been to Paris, and so, like, it reminded her of home. There was this great geode and she was really into intuition and crystals so like everything we picked even though it was a print she had this connection to it yeah do you go to when you so like as an interior designers you find yourself going to art shows and gallery shows and whatnot just trying to see who the artists are out there so that you can like think of it for your clients like oh my gosh they would totally love stephanie graham's work (laughs) exactly yeah no so i do and i go to a couple of artists open studios like down in pilsen um another great one is cornelia um artist studio over um in roscoe village sorry i'm giving a bunch of chicago places but it's it's where it's it's where i'm home it's my stopping ground um And so I do, when I see something or something I'm drawn to or something I think a client would like, I do, you know, definitely have kind of a roster of cards and artists I can, I can pull on. Yeah. And the other thing too is that sometimes artists will custom, do custom work. Oh, heck yeah. Um, I have a piece of custom work in my home and it wasn't more expensive than if I would have just bought a big piece from the person. Right. But it's definitely, it fits me and every person who sees it is blown away by it. Mm. So then, let me ask you this really quick. So how does us curating our collection Mm -hmm. as art collectors, right? Because if you're listening, you're an art collector now because you're listening to this episode. Exactly. How is that helping our lives be transformative? Mm, That's a good question. So think of your, like imagine whatever living room, whatever space you're in right now. Mm-hmm. And what do you see when you look on the walls? And if you are looking at blank walls, that's not giving you any inspiration. Mm. Um, and so I recently hung um, a gallery wall in my dining room. And it is, as I said before, it's places I've traveled. It's pieces from friends. It's, it's artwork from friends. It's artwork from artists that I had gone to their studio many times and finally took the plunge and, you know, bought a piece. Um, There's even a print. I took a panorama in Lesotho when I was visiting friends with my iPhone. Where's Lesotho? It's in the middle of South Africa. It's a little country. Wow. Yeah. And I took a panorama of this beautiful, just open field, and there was a road going through it, and it just felt like there's the path to walk on. On my iPhone... Printed it in black and white and framed it. That's up on my wall. Oh, wow. So you can even take photos that you've taken. Yeah. And if you frame them, anything you frame becomes art. 
Let me tell you, it's all about the framing is what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. Um, and once I put all of that up on the wall, um, it just felt like home. Yeah. It's just this feeling of coming in and being surrounded by beauty. Hmm. It's sort of that, that thing when you go out into, you know, a field of wildflowers. You know that feeling you get, it's yes. kind of euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. You're just surrounded and cushioned by beauty. Yeah, and I know I love, you know, to be around, like, a lot of exciting things, but clean spaces, mm-hmm. like neatness, you know, because yes. it makes me feel good. So, that's, an, I mean, I'm sitting, we're sitting in my studio here, and I'm looking at the walls, and they're sort of empty outside of just, like, some to-do lists. I mean, I guess, but yet over, and inspiring stuff, but I guess I could put some art. Well, I have some. You have some, and even as I look around your space, you do have some pieces of art up on the wall, mm-hmm. and I also see things that represent who you are. So I can walk in and be like, oh, she likes color. She's working with this. She's got things that she's actively, you know, working on and goals and inspiration up on the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, I look around and I see inspiration over here. So there's bits and pieces of that in here as well. Yeah, that's true. Even though it's more of a functioning, you know, workspace. Yeah. I have little Kim <clears throat> on my wall. She's looking down at me. I love that one. Mm-hmm. A little Kim by Annie Leibovitz. It's really good. And I tried that. They don't print. I, like, call the gallery that own Annie Leibovitz. Like, yeah. I don't know. She just, like, I guess if I had money, I could ask her to right. print me one. <laughs> that would uh, be challenging. Okay, I wonder I have if another would do option. it. Okay, what's the other option? We love options. So when I was in Cape Town, South Africa, which was, like, design, I didn't expect how much I fell in love with that city and the design I found. There was this absolutely amazing pillow, and I'm kicking myself right now that I didn't buy it. It was sort of that that Dutch African print, yeah, um, and a picture of Barack Obama. Oh wow! Pillows can be art, people. Pillows yeah. can be art. Yeah. So there were just so many inspirations, and the Airbnb we stayed at inspired a whole slew of design in my home. Really? But there was an artist that they I can had. only imagine. It just feels so rich oh, as I close so my good. eyes and picture. So good. Um, there was an artist in our Airbnb, a piece of art that I absolutely loved, and so I wrote down the artist, and I could only find him represented by a gallery in London, and I couldn't afi- afford the art. I, I just couldn't. It was so way out of my realm of possibility. But they had printed a book of his work, like a oh, retrospective okay. of his work. Um, and so I actually bought the book and took one of the pieces and framed it. Oh, nice. You ripped a page out of that book? I ripped a page. And for me, I'm an English major. So to rip a page out of a book is painful. Yeah. But it Uh. was the only way (laughs) I could afford that piece. Yeah. And maybe down the road, I'm going to have Mega Millions. No, I will have Mega Millions. Yes, you will. Um, And then I'll go out and I'll buy that piece. Yeah. But in the meantime, like you said, at this point in time, you can't afford an Annie Lee Woods. Like, you just... You can't. Yeah. But yet this piece inspires you. Right. And so feel free to, to do that. Yeah. Don't make it a Van Gogh Starry Night. Like, try and make it something that's not easily recognizable, um, so, but something that you love, feel free. Yeah. I just can't wait for you to be a gajillionaire and you have a custom oh print by this artist. Do you know how art would be in my home? But wait, this artist is going to come to your house, and he's going to say, you have my book, and turn and see that page ripped out. <laughs> and he's going to say, I know you didn't. Yes. But you got to do what you got to do. Yes. I love it. 
Okay, so then in closing, we're getting ready starting with our, our collection. Mm -hmm. Where do we go first? The first I would recommend is to go to the art gallery down the street. Okay. Go to an opening. They will ply you with wine. Yeah. Hey. I have many Turn times up. that works well. Drink the wine, buy the art. Yeah. But if your budget <laughs> is tight, don't drink the wine and buy the art. Yeah. Um, and if there's something that that artist has made that you like, you like the piece, like look them up online. Yeah. They may not, or even talk to them. Say, hey, I love this piece. You know, do you have anything else? Do you have a print? Do you have something smaller? Is there something within, you know, I, I love your art. I'm sorry. I have a tight, you know, I have a tight budget. Just be honest and open about it. You don't have to like act like you're some high flyer. But check out their website. They may have something online that might be a print or more affordable. Um, that's where I would start. And after that, I would definitely look at something like Society6, Saatchi Art, Minted, and Etsy. You just have to like dive into those filters and really kind of hone in on what you're looking for. So for example, I recently, um, this trip to South Africa really like inspired yeah, a lot like for design. The bomb. But one of the things I recommend, I remembered from that trip was seeing protea flowers like out in the mountain and that protea flowers, that big, huge stalk and this pink, like like yes. flower and you see them in an arrangement and you're just like, Oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah. And I really wanted, they also are, they also kind of stand for renewal, like life, um, new new growth is kind of what the Protea flower actually stands for. Yeah. And I wanted that. I wanted that vibe and that feeling in my dining room. And so I looked on Etsy for a Protea like, flower art. Mm -hmm. And there were so many, and so many of them were not very good. <laughs> but then I honed in a little bit more, and I was like, um, black background Protea. So if you kind of start filtering down a little bit more you're going to find more so search different ways is hmm. really if there's not a site that has a good curation definitely get an idea in mind of what you're looking for and search um and yeah and instagram too is a really great place to start and search for and find and follow artists yeah okay cool and just to close out for the basic necessity giveaway oh yeah if you guys want to start your art collection you're like all right, I hear what you're saying, Candy, but I just got other things to do right now with my money. Mm -hmm. Then we got you. We're going to get you started. Yeah. So our friend Dory, yes. how do you say Dory's last name? Dory Chronic. Dory Chronic. Yes. I was about to say Chronic, but that's not right. It's Dory Chronic? I think it is. Like the weed leaves? I, well, you know. Dr. Dre's Chronic album? It's spelled with a K. So it's a little different. <laughs> Sorry, Dory. Yeah. <laughs> She's a photographer. She has Society6 page. She's also an artist, paint as well. Oh, that's right. And she has Dora prints paint. of her paint, and she has prints of her photographs up on Society6. Yeah. All right, so listen, check out Dory's stuff. I'll have a link in the show notes to her. And two people, if you want, we'll hook you up with a Dory piece. Yep. And you'll get started. But you got to get it framed and matted yourself yes <laughs> okay we'll provide the print yeah <laughs> i'll also link to um there are some really great um frames on etsy it's actually just two slats of wood on the top and two on the bottom and they're either screwed together or magnetically held and it's a great way 
in a less expensive way to do a frame. Okay. And so it kind of highlights the piece of art, but it's a great way to hang it on the wall. I have a few of those in my house. I've seen those in your home when you had the moon calendars yes. in one of those. Yes. And that's great. And you guys, oh my gosh, you have to check out Meandering Design on Instagram. She has some images of her home. Her home is the bomb. Oh my God. I can't stand going into designers' homes. I mean, they're always the bomb. Well, my goal though I'm is always jealous. Not just to look good. I but, hope you feel good when you're Oh, yeah, I feel good. Remember, okay. we had the one co-working day, and I'm like, this is how you work around this all yeah. the time. And you're like, yeah. And but it's like inspiring. Nothing. It's good. It was, it's like yeah. adds juice to your life. Yeah, and then it's like, then you got good food, and it's, yes. just, it's just so awesome. You know, it's like, if you are out and about working all day, and you're out getting your hustle on, you have, you know fighting the world and all this political stuff and you want to come home to feeling good yes your house should be a sacred space from the storm yeah these days man it's a lot it's needed yeah man thank you candy for coming and sharing Thanks this insight for having me this was so much fun. yeah i had so much fun i learned so much protea flower yes it's gorgeous and then also men if you're out there with the hardwood floors, really reconsider yourselves. Because if you're trying to get with someone like me, like Candy, any sort of woman that has anything doing anything with herself, sustainable. I have to add a caveat to that. <laughs> it's okay if you have hardwood floors. If you live in an old house. You live in an old house or you bought and chosen a wood that is sustainable. It's, it's good. You can have hardwood. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean... You have to have a good personality in order for me to come in that house. That's then. very true. And your house better be good. It better be good. Especially <laughs> if you have hardwood. We, we roll with bamboo over here. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, girl. Thank you. All right. All right. So, listen. Thank you so much for listening to the conversation with Candy and myself. What do you think? Are you an art collector? Are you going to start collecting art? What do you think about these bamboo floors? <laughs> let me know i would love to hear from you of course and if you want to take advantage of the basic necessity giveaway holler at your girl that is why i'm here to serve hey i am here for you thank you again for being here and we will see you next week enjoy your day peace